Well, hello everybody. Welcome. This is Mickey Aristotle, your local rabbi, high priest, and minister. I'm doing a special report. Um, I'm uploading a pastor on the underground waves here. Very well known. Uh, not many of you have heard him. I know I've got some underground millennials deep. Um, and I run, including China and some other places, including Israel's underground. Um, Israel is right now in a dilemma. Uh, they do have their trust uh, trade up and they've got other things with Ukraine going on. But the big subject right now is where are we on the prophetic timeline? I just downloaded uh, one of the pastors uh, posted uh, the signs of the end of times, Perry Stone. I give him credit where credit's due. Uh, he's some of the high roller. I don't really consider myself a high roller, but I help other high rollers reaching the millennials in the underground. I carry about 95% of the underground millennials right now. France, Germany, Scotland, Ireland, America, South America, Kuwait, Saudi Arabia, uh, Israel's Telemax. Uh, these are people that you wouldn't typically see on the underground. Um, the underground is a very dark place, but you do have believers that are in it. Uh, some of them are movie stars, believe it or not. Some of them are musicians. Some of them are educators that have went underground since COVID. Uh, we can't voice our opinion, myself included, without getting ridiculed. Um, some of us has had Omicron, some of us has had COVID, some of us has had other things that were out there. And we keep ourselves in lockdown away from the general population because we don't want to spread it. I recuperated from it, but I still keep myself at home, at home as much as possible. I get out at times when people aren't out. It's not because I don't want to socialize. It's because I can't. Um, I have Asperger's syndrome. I am a military ace. I admit that. I'm not bragging uh, of the NASA complex. I disagree with it. I'm not going back. I retired at 45. I received my breakings on my ears just recently. I've got two more, three more breakings on the top. Uh, I'm not going back. I disagree with Biden. I'm not. I'm not going to be a super soldier. Just a regular person. I'm human. They don't treat my kind as human. I've had more mistreatment from the industrial complex than anything else. And what's on the horizon is even worse. Um, I'm going to be posting three different people, and I want you to hear their words. Uh, it's a sign of the times. And I speak with truth as a rabbi. 
grandma and I do prophesy sometimes. I don't brag. But I will say this, I join with other pastors for the fight, whatever comes. We don't have a lot of time left. I'm seeing the signs fulfill themselves from my spiritual perspective. I'm seeing undead raising, just like mentioned in the Bible, walking the earth. Sensing them. That is my gift. I might say it's a, a gift I wish I didn't have to feel that I've hid underground for quite a few years. To see an undead spirit walk across the ground with feet, arms, legs. To see Satan and his counterpart with him walking the earth. These are the signs of the times. It says that during the great white throne judgment that the Father would raise the, the saints with the undead. It's quoted many times. And I've been seeing it. It's odd that I've been talking about it. Seeing these people that are odd. They don't act right. They they do things you shouldn't see, or they transform before you into something you don't want to deal with. They're the kind of people that wants to live off our spirit. They're dead. They're they have a human body like everybody else that changes into a serpentine body. They're the spawn of Satan. They were formerly humans that didn't accept Christ. It's kind of odd to see a woman change in front of you that, how do I put it this way, has a jaw of a snake with scales. Of course, uh, the Father said that we were not of this world, the believer. I was saved at five, baptized at eight, baptized at twelve. Baptized at 42. I'm a Nazarite Jew. Some call some call him a Nazarite Messianic, but still. I'm no different than a Nazarene Gentile. Just a little bit older. I'm a preterist. I look at the history of things. Uh, tonight's pastors are three of them, and one of them dealing with Lisa Haven are talking about events unrolling. I'm not going to commentate tonight. I'll upload each one. You'll have them for the week. I know my numbers are down. They're not steady, but I don't care. I've got some of them that live in communities like my own home. My home is my Shiva. I decided to keep my ministry at home and reach people through the internet, the underground, the underbelly of society. Some are on drugs, some are drinkers, some are a lot of things. I was one of those people considered riffraff by many. 
but I'm not refrat because the Father opened my heart and mind to the Spirit. I have love for everybody, but I don't judge either. But we are to educate those that are in sin. True. But there are some that need education that you don't understand. I'm a scientist, a musician, an artist, a singer. My stage name shows that, my dress shows that, that I do. I honor the Father on Fridays and Saturdays, and I honor him on Sundays by worshiping with my fellow believers. I don't have a particular church I go to because what I am, I don't have a particular church. Many undergrounders like me can't have a church because if we brought our churches to the surface in places like China, they wipe us out. That's what's happening right now. My brothers and sisters that are hard rollers in China, they're spiritualists. Their churches are being eradicated by the Chinese government. You have other countries like France doing the same because of Antifa. In the south, southern United States, you have the same thing going on with black and white churches and Messianic congregations. Them sticking up over them, pointing guns at them, and burning the churches down right now. Church persecution is on the rise. I live in the north. We don't see that here. But I have received people speak to me about the same thing. We had Antifa here in town that caused a lot of havoc, destroying a lot of things. I believe on the analogy that we are in the end times. We are seeing the rapture happening at a very slow, given pace. I've seen angels. I've had angels speak to me. I've had them appear in behind me unaware. I've even seen the Father. I know him as Yeshua Yahuwah, or Yahuwah Yeshua, roughly speaking. Um, he's the father of all things. Shema Israel, as we say. I make my own apothecary. I I open up my apothecary to the pastors, even as far as Florida. If you write me by my email, starcross2013 at gmail.com, we'll make arrangements to send oil. I make oil, temple oil. Um... I do other things. I try to help where I can. Um, what can I say? My life is as it is. I live a modest life. Of course, my house is under renovations right now. You can hear it. I do tanning, preserving. I do all the things that 
a normal northerner would do before winter sets in, even garden. These are the things I do. These are the things I show. Um, I have shown many recordings to you guys, or should I say, done many recordings in front of you guys, showing what the spirit realm's all about with music. My full Hebrew name is Micaiah Hadassah Yaloma. The last part of my name means Diamond Dove. First name means One Like God, the middle name means Myrtle Star. So you got one who's like God, but there's a Myrtle Star, there's a Diamond Dove, or a Diamond of Peace. I don't consider myself very peaceful. Two quarters of the time I fight. And I don't believe in Biden camps at all. And I never will. Yet there's people that tell him as being the savior of the world. He's not the savior of the world. I'll tell you that right now. People like me, he's the Christ. Plain and simple. Well, I'm going to say let's pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for the peace of Israel. And let's pray for each other's nations, not the end terms that are in. Let us pray peace for one another. Peace is vital. Yeah. yeah. I was in Israel visiting the heads of state and experiencing one of the most gratifying weeks of my life. The most thrilling moment was standing on the tarmac of the Ben-Yagurian airport in Tel Aviv at one o'clock in the morning, waiting for that first plane load of Ukrainian Jews to reach the land of Israel. During World War II, there was no Israel for the Jewish people to go to and they were slaughtered by Hitler. Today there is a strong and powerful Israel that receives all of the children who want to come home. When that jet landed, the mothers with infants in one arm and leading a second child walking down the plank, with all of their earthly possessions in a backpack into a world of uncertainty, the faces of the mothers told the story of unspeakable heartache that she was experiencing, not knowing if she would ever see her husband again or their children would ever see their father because their fathers were at home fighting for liberty. Ladies and gentlemen of America, the liberty that we have is precious. Let's not throw it away. Our television cameras captured that moment. I'm delighted to announce that as of today, your gifts have helped to liberate more than 1,300 Ukrainian Jews from the terror of war. Thank God for each and every one of you.
For these refugees, World War III has begun. The question now is, will the winds of this war engulf the Middle East and America in the future? Read the text and let's begin together. Psalms 122, 6. Read with me. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls. Prosperity within your palaces. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the goodness of God. Thank you for the nation of Israel. Thank you for Jerusalem, the city of God. Thank you for America. That is still the land of the free and the home of the brave. Bless this nation with a revival of righteousness that will bring us to the perfect will of God. And all of God's children said, praise the Lord. You may be seated. History does repeat itself. The past predicts the future. It has been said those who do not remember the mistakes of the past are doomed to repeat them in the future. Let's connect the dots concerning World War II and the present. Hitler invaded Poland in September 1 of 1939. World War II began that day. America did not enter the war until Pearl Harbor, December 7, 1941, when Japan attacked Pearl Harbor, killing 3,000 of our sailors. Five days later, December 12, Hitler declared war on America. Get this picture. For two years and three months, World War II was rolling full blast and America was not involved. And then in five days, we were fighting two nations for our survival and we were totally unprepared for that war. When my uncles went to boot camp, they went to boot camp with a broomstick for a rifle because we were so poorly prepared, we didn't have rifles for people going to boot camp. We must not ever be that unprepared ever again. <laughs> Russia, a nation with nuclear weapons, is now led by a dictator. He has invaded the Ukraine with the intention of rebuilding the USSR. Hear me, World War III has begun. The fact we have an exact parallel in their leadership and in our leadership today. In World War II, England had a weak leader named Neville Chamberlain, whose policy was appeasement toward Hitler, who was a living devil. Hitler invited Chamberlain for a little peace chat. Chamberlain went back to England waving a piece of paper saying we have peace in our times. What a joke. Hitler used that to build his military and then invade France that he destroyed in six weeks. Today, America has a weak and indecisive leader in President Biden. And Vladimir Putin sees him as weak and pathetic when Putin sees President Biden, he sees Neville Chamberlain. America deserves a better leader than Joe Biden. 
World War II had the evil axis of Germany, Italy, and Japan. Today we have the evil axis of Russia, China, and Iran. Russia wants to rebuild the USSR, as I've said. China wants to conquer Taiwan because Taiwan has 65% control of all of the chips that manufacture automobiles. So if China has charge of Taiwan, they'll control the automobile business worldwide. Iran wants a nuclear weapon to destroy Israel. And don't you ever forget it, they will use that weapon to attack America. Iran is led by radical Islamics who believe that they get to heaven by killing Christians like you and me and Jewish people who live in Israel. Listen, Washington, Iran must never be allowed to obtain a nuclear bomb, not ever. Prime Minister Netanyahu said the other day that Iran would take the world hostage if America approves a nuclear deal, and that's exactly what's happening now. According to Ezekiel 38:39, Israel will soon be the epicenter of this war. The problem is that Israel has a defender prepared to annihilate every army that attacks the Jewish people. And that defender is God Almighty. The Bible says, He that keepeth Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. That word keepeth is a military term, meaning that God will go to war on Israel's behalf. Genesis 12, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. Obadiah 1.15 says, For the day of the Lord, meaning the judgment, as upon all heathen, that means Gentile people, as you have done it to Israel, it shall be done to you. That's God's word. What you do to Israel, I'm going to do to you. Your reward will be returned to you on your own head. That's Obadiah 1.15. Zechariah 2 and 8. He that touches you, the Jewish people, touches the apple of God's eye. Apple means pupil of God's eye. Stick your finger in the pupil of someone's eye and you get their attention. You want to get God's attention, start attacking the Jewish people and God will attack you. The day America stops defending Israel will be the day God stops defending the United States of America. Where is this global conflict headed? According to the prophet Ezekiel, it's headed toward Israel. What nations are going to come against Israel? Why are they coming? And what's going to be the end result? Let's quickly go through that. The prophet Ezekiel describes in detail the coming Russian invasion of Israel as the Gog-Magog War of Ezekiel 38-39. Ezekiel 38 verses 1 through 3 says these things. That God, God is the leader of the invasion. So he's a man. So just for fun, let's say that this is Vladimir Putin. Magog, according to historian Josephus, represents modern day Israel. 
Ezekiel 38, 2 mentions Meshech and Tubal, which are identified by Schofield as Moscow and Tablos, the cities in Russia. Ezekiel 38.3 mentions the word Rosh, which definitely is Russia. Russia is leading a group of nations in an invasion of Israel in the future. The nations coming with Iran against Israel, as recorded in Ezekiel 38. Turkey, Syria, Libya, and Germany. Those are all there. But look who's missing in that list. Egypt, Syria, Jordan, and Saudi Arabia. Why? A total mystery about why they're not there until the Abraham Accords. The sons of Abraham are now united after thousands of years with Israel, and they are bound together for the purpose of peace. Why is Russia interested in Israel? And this is Not my opinion. This is from a source of authority that knows. Israel has warm water ports for the Russian Navy because Russia's Navy is frozen in place for four months out of every year. Russia can't be a global military power with its Navy shut down. Ships and ice do not mix. I refer you to the Titanic. Secondly, Russia is interested in Israel because of their oil. Recently, the Wall Street Journal said Israel has discovered enough oil to run every car, truck, plane, and ship in Israel for the next 100 years. That's a lot of oil. Russia desperately needs that oil to achieve Putin's maniacal military dreams. The war in the Ukraine has made it clear that Russia needs oil. So who is helping them? President Joe Biden, of course. Joe Biden wants Iran for a partner for peace. Think about that. I'm reminded of the statement of Churchill. You can't negotiate with a lion when your head is in his mouth. America is in the greatest moral and spiritual crisis in the history of our nation. It's time for the church to stand up for the truth of God's word and take America back. This month, for your gift of any amount, you will receive the Proclaim Liberty message and a very special Shield of Strength dog tag. For your gift of $200 or more this month, we will also include our book, Born to be Blessed, America's Answers Sermon Series, and a beautiful wooden American flag handcrafted by U.S. veterans. If you aren't using the most powerful tool in your tool belt, 2022 is the year to start. God is waiting to hear from you. America needs your prayers. Our children's future is worth it. Send your gift today. Call the number on your screen or visit jhm.org liberty. Think about it. Israel is the apple of God's eye. Israel is called God's firstborn son. God promises, I will curse those who curse you. And that includes America. The president of the United States is helping Russia by buying their oil while shutting down America's oil industry. Mr. President, get on the right side of history. Get on America's side. Turn America's gas and oil companies loose. 
how is God going to protect Israel from this massive Russian invasion? I love this story. Ezekiel 38, 19 and 20. God says the first thing I'm going to do when those massive armies start invading Israel is treat them to a great earthquake. I'm going to open the ground and swallow a great large part of them and bury them alive. The next thing that immediately happens in the next verse is friendly fire. Every man's sword will be turned against the other. The third is hailstones that he's going to use to destroy that army. God is warming up his pitching arm when these armies begin to come against Israel. The result in Ezekiel 39, 2, I'm going to leave but a sixth part of you, meaning God is going to destroy 84% of that invading army. Hello, Mr. Putin. Israel is going to be Russia's graveyard. Why does God allow this invasion? So that all of Israel and the Jewish people around the world will know that he and he alone is God Almighty. That's why. The greatest prophetic question is when does this God-Magog war happen? Most theologians say that it happens three and a half years After the church is gone and the Antichrist comes to power, that means the church has been raptured for three and a half years. Point, every one of the nations of Ezekiel 38 is in place. The rapture of the church is not just imminent. You look at this and say it's virtually overdue. I want to tell you, if there was ever a time For you to investigate your life, to pray up, pack up, and look up. We're going in the twinkling of an eye. And soon, the King of glory is coming in the clouds of heaven. Get ready. Consider God's love for Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the epicenter of the universe. Jerusalem is the shoreline of eternity. What does that mean? It means that everything that's going to happen in the future from now on is going to begin and end in Jerusalem. The prophet Isaiah says, For Zion's sake we should not be silent, and for Jerusalem's sake we will not be quiet. If there is a message that Satan hates, it's the message of Jerusalem. The most terrifying message that Satan will ever hear is this. Jesus Christ has returned to Jerusalem. Why? Because the first thing Jesus is going to do when he comes back to establish his eternal kingdom will be to throw Satan, the Antichrist, and the false prophet into the fires of hell. Hallelujah. Come on. Why is there such a battle? 
for the city of Jerusalem because God the Father has promised his son Jesus Christ that that would be the capital city of his kingdom. Satan also has a son. The Bible calls him the son of perdition, which is the Antichrist. And Satan wants his son to rule earth from Jerusalem. There is a vicious supernatural war that's raging right now over who owns Jerusalem. In 1978, I was there praying. There was an awesome anointing. When the Holy Spirit directed me, I want you to do all you can to bring Christians and Jews together in a dimension of love. That prayer led to the first night to honor Israel in San Antonio in 1981. It was a concept that had never been endorsed by the church in America. But the idea swept the country that it's time for Christians and Jews to come together because we are all the spiritual children of Abraham. The night to honor Israel gave birth to Christians united for Israel. And today, there are 11.5 million people who have joined Christians United for Israel, standing with Israel and the Jewish people to combat anti-Semitism in its ever form. And may God give us victory because anti-Semitism is in our schools, it's in our churches, and it's in our government. It has to go. Israel is not a political issue, it's a Bible issue. It begins in Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And if you don't believe that verse, throw your Bible in the fire, because you're not going to believe anything that follows it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. As creator, God owned the earth. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Therefore, God, as creator and owner, entered into a blood covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and their descendants, that they own the land forever. The Jewish people do not occupy the land of Israel. They own the land of Israel. End of story. God Almighty is Israel's defender. When the last battle has been fought, when the last shot has been fired, the flag of Israel is going to be flying over the walls of Jerusalem, the city of God, under the control of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords for a thousand years of absolute peace. All of the redeemed of God are going to be there. It's called the millennial reign. The lion is going to lay down with the lamb. Men will beat their swords and the plowshares and study war no more. It will be perfect peace that covers the earth. There are no more corrupt government leaders. There are no more cities ruled by criminals. There's no more fake news. There is only good news. And the good news is that Jesus Christ has returned to earth and he sits on the throne of his father David. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. You've never heard this. I've never even thought of this until the other day when I was studying my Bible. 
And John the Revelator is describing the new Jerusalem, the holy city of God that was coming down out of heaven. There are 12 massive gates, each one made from a single pearl. Now, some of you have a single pearl around your neck, and it costs you a fortune. There are going to be huge gates that are one pearl. And do you know, on those gates will be chiseled the names of the 12 sons of Jacob on those gates. Jacob's 12 sons were sinful men. I mean, major league sinners. They lied to their father. They conspired to sell their brother into slavery and then soaked with animal's blood, a garment, took it to their daddy and said, your boy's dead. The Bible says all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Then when their sister went into town on a later occasion and she was attacked, those 12 boys went into that town and circumcised every man in that town. Ouch. (laughs) The next day when they were too sore to fight, Those boys went into town and killed every man in that town. That's in the Bible. Some of you are looking at me like, where? It's in the Bible, the one you're holding right now. It's in there. What I'm telling you in street language is that from these 12 boys, the mafia could learn. (laughs) But their names are on that gate. And I thought, dear Lord, and this is the word that came back. The mercy of God is beyond your knowledge. If Satan has come to you and accused you of a horrible sin, don't you ever entertain it one split second. Because once you have been forgiven, your name is going to be written in the Lamb's book of life. You are going to be redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. You're going to dance on the hills of Israel. Give the Lord praise in the house of God. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Bless his holy name. Thank you, God. Bless his holy name. Amen. How many of you here, how many of you watching by television say, Pastor, I have sinned deeply. There's a chapter in my life that torments me. And today I want to ask for God's mercy and God's total forgiveness. If that describes you, slip your hand up right where you are. God bless you. I want you to pray this prayer with me. You're watching by home. You can pray this prayer also. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I come before your holy throne. I come before your holy throne. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sin. That your mercy, 
that your mercy and your amazing grace and your amazing grace may wipe my slate clean may wipe my slate clean that my life that my life and my future life and my future life will be spent in heaven will be spent in heaven when the trump of god sounds when the trump of god sounds today i receive you today i receive as lord and savior of my lord life and savior of my life Jesus say, Jesus say, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout of praise in the house of God. Yes. We are thankful for you, our legacy partners. Your faithfulness and generosity make this ministry possible. Because of you, we are making an eternal difference. We pray for you on a daily basis that God would bless you in every area of your life. Stay tuned. Pastor Hagee has a special blessing just for you. See the Bible come to life by standing in the very places where the stories of the Holy Scriptures unfolded. Join Pastors John and Matt Hagee on this extraordinary tour of the Holy Land. Visit historical sites such as the Mount of Beatitudes, where Jesus delivered the Sermon on the Mount. Sail on the beautiful Sea of Galilee, where Jesus calmed the storm and fed the multitude. Feel the presence of God as you walk the streets of Jerusalem and pray at the Western Wall. Take communion at the Garden Tomb and float upon the waters of the Dead Sea. Join us November 6th through the 16th, 2023. Embark on this life-changing journey. Explore, reflect, and renew your faith in the Holy Land. For more information, call the number on screen or go to jhm.org. You've been watching Hagee Ministries. If you need prayer, call our prayer line or visit our website. And now, your blessing with Pastor John Hagee. And now may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you, giving you his peace. May the Holy Spirit empower you to be a peacemaker in your home, in your city, your church, your job, and in this nation. May you draw close to God, living according to the precepts found in His Holy Word. May you boldly speak the truth and experience the prosperity that God gives to the righteous, remembering that God's children can celebrate peace in the middle of every storm. They will lack for nothing. Seek the Lord with boldness, knowing that no good thing will He withhold from those who are His children. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Receive this blessing. Amen.